Hello, everyone in podcast land. I'm David. And I'm Jono. And this is the podcast where we don a spacesuit that comes from space and it takes over our entire body and shares our brain. It's the Let's Wing It podcast. Yeah. And it was a good, good experience, I would say. And it was actually very different. It was <laughs> very different. To have an alien come over and share our brains. I agree. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been so much simpler since the symbiote just like entered my brain and is slowly just overcoming my higher function. <laughs> you just kind of like let it do it. And then oh you're just like, God. you're just vibing. It's like, that's, well, that's, you know, Jimmy Buffett fans. That's basically what happens is Jimmy Buffett Jimmy songs are Buff- such, oh, you don't oh, know the Margarita, the Margaritaville fans. I know. I, I watch, <laughs> I, I don't, I haven't listened. I don't think I probably listened to Jimmy Buffett like at one point in my life, but I don't register it. But the only time I actually did kind of like came up, out and recognized it again was like Eddie Burback's video, yeah. like him going to every Margarita. Did you watch the video? Yeah, I watch his video and then I watch hit the other guy's video, and it's yeah, like it's perfect. It's a great movie. There, but, it's funny. I think yeah. I think it's actually better than the Rainforest Cafe video. Anyway, so Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Basically, what I was saying is that they have he has a really rabid fan base of you know vacationers, like boomer vacationering. Yeah. Um, and so it's a whole thing. Uh, do you know what yeah. else is a thing? It's the tree we got for you this week. We're going to be talking about the new DC movie starring yeah. the kid from Cobra Kai. I should know his name. I can't remember it off the top it's of my Miguel. head. Uh, no, no, that's it. That's a not Cobra Miguel. Kai's that's name. the Cobra Kai. <laughs> but it's it's Blue Beetle. We are the it's worst. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, we, it's a let's win podcast. We don't really prepare anything, and yeah, you know, we just want to talk about our days and how's everything going. And these are probably the biggest things because also after. Blue Beetle. Well, also, I'm also what we like to call Twitter rich. <laughs> but so we can uh-huh. talk about that later. But before that, we want to give you guys a great message from our new sponsor. Beacon. The number one reason a listener or viewer will turn off a new podcast or video is because of bad audio. That's why this podcast is powered by Beacon Mike. All the features you need are built right into the mic, which makes connecting easy via USB-C. One cable, no pain. Gives you the best of broadcast quality audio without a steep learning curve and saves you a ton of money from having to buy a bunch of extra gear. Get $20 off when you use our offer code WING at checkout. Check out the link in the video description. That's awesome. Yeah, no, we're using them right now. I think we sound pretty great. And actually, the one thing too is just i kind of want to add in on this and like you know this is this is not really kind of part of sponsor but i didn't actually realize how critical audio is like needed even in video production like you know when we used to do short circuit we just kind of like ah it doesn't matter but i've been picking up disc golf lately and Mm -hmm. they had really bad audio and i had to like skip huge sections until they realized that you had to fix it so good audio uh, equals more listeners, and I can probably guarantee that. As a as a camera guy, I can attest, uh, especially with like online content, your audio might be more important than video. Like you can shoot on a phone if you have good audio, and it would be fine. But as soon as the audio is bad, it's like you can't pay attention. I can't. Pay yeah. Attention. So yeah, go check out these guys. They're local guys too, at least in British Columbia. For yeah, local to me. <laughs> local to him, not to me um, anymore. Yeah. So the actor's name is Zolo Mari Mari. Uh, Duenia, uh, he's the from Cobra Kai fame. He's Miguel, one of the main characters on that mm. show, um, and he's starring in Blue Beetle. Jono, yeah. what did you think 
of the Bleedle, the Bleedle, which was Boo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Blue Beetle. Uh, the Blue Beetle. I will say this. I think this movie was okay. It wasn't hmm? the best movie. It wasn't Shazam 1. No. But it wasn't bad like Black Adam. There was a lot of good. Yeah. There was a lot of confusing parts that I have to go. And there was a lot of like, oh, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mwah, mwah. And it really yeah. hit me emotionally because I kind of connected this movie in a way because uh, like when my mom's passing, uh, there mm. was a passing in that in this movie too, and that I was just like I was like literally in tears, going, "Oh, this is too real. It hurts, hurts yeah. too much now." But yeah, it I I think it was pretty good, but there was an added benefit that I got. But I'll explain that a little bit more. Well, what do you think? Yeah, um, I feel like I feel about the same. I think it's mm. pretty okay. Uh, I think it's the kind of superhero movie that a computer could generate. Um, but there's a, a pass of the script that or like there's a there's at some point the family element was infused into the, the movie. And that mm. part sings that the family dynamic, every character in the family uh, is unique, fun, lovable. Uh, and every moment that they're sharing, that they're working towards, like loving each other. I was so engaged. And as soon as the fucking blue beetle suit comes out, I'm like, I just don't fucking care. (laughs) I just don't don't care. Uh, I think that the action is kind of dull in this movie. I think that uh, as much as I love Susan Sarandon and I think Mm -hmm. it's mind boggling how beautiful she is. um, It's I just like didn't care about the superhero stuff, like all the plots and powers and Fight. The, the fights are bad in this movie and there's they do a huge critical error where blue beetle is bulletproof uh and 70 percent of the fights are against minions with guns uh yeah. so there's like zero stakes and then there's like one guy who can kind of punch harder um and then at the mm. end he's strong enough that they can actually fight uh i just yeah. thought that that part of it felt like such an afterthought and you can kind of tell no one yeah. was really passionate about it yeah um, but the- overall movie's okay yeah so maybe just kind of give a really quick synopsis of the movie uh did you want to give it uh, i can give it just going top of my head but i think it's a little bit fresher in your head yeah sure yeah i saw this movie just a couple of days ago uh basically uh Hamey is you know uh coming back from university he just graduated and he's coming back to a family that loves him but is really struggling financially their their house is going for sale or they can't afford the rent or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. And gentrification is coming to their area. Uh, Dad had a heart attack. He was kind of left out of it and he's really Mm -hmm. struggling. So they are trying to figure it out. He's basically stumbles into, you know, a scenario where he protects uh, a billionaire's daughter from the aunt. uh, (laughs) And that allows him to, you know, she's like, Hey, I can, I can get you a job or something at court. He's like, I'll do anything. Basically Mm -hmm. he lucks into the scenario uh, and she the the billionaire company is basically researching this alien scarab thing that is makes you super strong, um, but it's like going to be they're turning it into a super weapon, and so mm. she's she steals it, uh, and again he gets involved, uh, and it picks him and makes him a superhero, uh, but his family knows right away, which is yeah. great, uh, and basically he tries he's trying to get it out of him because it you know it's it's fused to him, the yeah. evil people are trying to get it out of him uh, because they want it to make their super weapon. Um, 
And that's basically the plot of the movie. Then, you know, the family's going, they go to the yeah. daughter, like the billionaire daughter's dad's old house to yeah. f- kind of figure it out. Cause he was the original blue beetle in the eighties and nineties. Um, yeah. and she's struggling with her own stuff. The family is doing their own thing. The, the yeah. dad dies at one point and then they go to a yeah. secret Island where they're making a billion, uh, super suits and they have mm-hmm. to steal the code from, they have to milk, uh, <laughs> Amy, uh, and they, they, they milk them milk good. The code. They got to milk the code. They milk him good. And then he fights and has, you know, a moment mm-hmm. in the spirit realm with his dad that gives yeah. him the strength to overcome. And then he goes back and punches the other guy harder until he realizes that the other guy isn't such a bad guy. He's just being controlled by the rich people. Yeah. Uh, and then they, the, the evil guy kills the evil lady. And then, uh, you know, they, they hang out. And it's a good time. They hang out. It's good. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like. From all superhero movies, that's like pretty much like the most basic cookie cutter kind of thing you could ever get. Like that's the kind of formula. Did you sprinkle in sci-fi and symbiosis and that kind of mm-hmm. good stuff? But like the kind of cool thing was just like, you know, family, old school power versus the corporation. Because yeah, like the big kind of bad guy is the ant, or when you kind of look at it, Cord Industries, which is the big mega yeah. corporation that his love interest, Jenny, Jenny's like the the grand, uh, the daughter of the owner, yeah. original owner of the company, or granddaughter of the original owner, and all these kind of things. And the the family part was actually kind of interesting. And actually, maybe even mm-hmm. a little bit, I'll go even back. This is kind of like DC's kind of version of trying to be Black Panther, I found. And I didn't really think about that until I actually got into the movie theater. So this is the kind of really mm-hmm. interesting experience I had. And this is an experience I probably would not have gotten or received or experienced in British Columbia, where I'm originally from. Since mm-hmm. New Jersey, there was a, you know, it's not huge, like, compared to Florida or Texas, or, yeah, but there was a sizable yeah. Latino culture here. So mm-hmm. Much more than BC. Much more, There's yeah. Much. There's a little so bit of, I, like, Latin American, but it's, like, mostly Brazilian that's, yeah, uh, that's here. Yeah. So when I went to the movie theater... It, this one was actually the first time I actually saw it felt it packed other than Guardians oh. of the Galaxy 3. And I was like, oh, interesting. And I kind of looked around and I'm not trying to be racial, but I felt like, oh, there's more Latin people. Interesting. Cool. And when I was watching the movie, throughout the whole moment, so like interesting tidbits of Latin culture that kind of gets brought out. For me, I have like zero experience it as, other than me going to these countries and experiencing the resort life because I'm just sure. getting drunk in vacations. Yeah, 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 like sure. You can just hear people like cheering, going, "Yeah, go, man!" Like oh, all this. Time. I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, what is like, like what is this? Like, this is <laughs> this is different. I didn't get bothered. I was like getting into. It. I'm like, yeah, 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 you get them. And it was just so refreshing. It was just so mm-hmm. like, wow. I'm so uh-huh. glad I'm here to experience this. And then at the movie, everyone's like clapping. And these people are like, I'm like, oh, this movie's okay. But these people are like, I love this movie. It's so good. And you just like people like celebrating. And I'm like, holy yeah. crap. Did I watch a different version in this movie? Yeah. I, I noticed that with the, I saw the director doing a couple interviews where he's like, this is a movie made by Latinx people for Latinx mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting to me that they, I, I don't know if the comic, but I'm guessing this is from the comic. The The city they're in is like a fictional island nation kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So they don't really have to comment on too much political stuff. They can kind of play it safe and like dip their toes and say like a few political things about like, you know, gentrification and anti-immigration mm. and that, that anti-Mexican sentiment. Because they're 
specifically Mexican in- immigrants. They're not like, you know, yeah. like, a, or they're not, just I like, mean, you know, vague, it, vague. It's clear it's it's like, if, they, if you're going to go anywhere, it's probably Florida that they'll probably this fictional city is based on because they keep going the keys, the keys. I'm like, Oh yeah. It kind of seems like it's like key West, but it's sort of Mm sci-fi city. Yeah. Uh, Although that was one of my complaints was like some of the sci-fi stuff, like, you know, there's the (laughs) helicopter, but it's like a, you know, like mildly futuristic helicopter, but it has LEDs on it. (laughs) And it's like, that was kind of a futuristic element. And it felt very like, you know, afterthought, same with like a lot of the city elements. It felt very, shitty video game cg background city like there's one building where it's like it's literally a gray building but they've superimposed led lights over top of it but it's like it just looks so cheap and tacky and i was like no they really didn't think of this world very much yeah the whole city the whole futuristic city all the quote-unquote rich side uh which is like this is just like it's just full cg the only times Mm -hmm. where it's real is i guess the mansion the the abandoned mansion that was real points to it, uh, but the, the the neighborhood, the the old school Latin neighborhood, yeah, well, that little corner, lived, that was like the realest kind of set out of everything. Mm-hmm. I think because there's everything yeah. else was definitely like green screen. Like whole movie, there's was small sets. Screen. I feel like the locations were like there's outside of like the ground level of corporate mm-hmm. buildings and kind of like in small interiors of yeah. probably corporate buildings that out they built like the escalator areas and stuff yeah. Um, but I thought like the visual language of this film was it was boring. They mm-hmm. do a thing where they're kind of going synth wave, like that purple and teal sort of look with like the mm-hmm. 80s synth. And it yeah. sort of makes sense when you realize that the original Blue Beetle was an 80s Blue Beetle. But I felt it. I again, it just felt like an afterthought and yeah. not totally integrated into what the movie was, because the movie's not really about the synth wave thing. It's not even really about the 80s Beetle thing. Yeah. And so I, I felt like at one point the director was like, I kind of like, you know, the soundtrack from Stranger Things. You, you think you can do that? I, you know, what? I he, like this he, look, you know, like the like the kind of like yeah. cool ninja font. It's kind of cool. It kind of felt like they literally um, like the director was a big fan of Taika. And then mm. it was like, I want to do kind of what he did for this movie with what he did with Ragnarok. So he would like kind of like probably get like a little bit inspiration because when you actually think about Ragnarok, it was that kind of same theme is like when you went to yeah. come on what the planet was called but it's like yeah it has all those same kind of thematic elements but they can't they won't able to pull it off in this movie and yeah it doesn't like the fighting scenes were okay like they were passable <laughs> it, i would say i i will be a bit more optimistic that it was passable because there was some parts i'm like oh that was cool that was yeah neat. i think but yeah in, in terms of fight scenes the one i i actually was like okay was when no. you know he's had his his moment of weakness where his suit won't reboot, but then his mom and goes and gives him this pep talk, and then he's got to yeah. go save his sister. And he yeah. rounds the corner, and the lighting's red, and whatever song comes on, I can't remember. And yeah. he just starts beating dudes up. That was the one moment I'm like, okay, everything's coming together for this action scene to mean something. Yeah, um, not just be vaguely like, okay, we had a really good fight coordinator who can you know make these moves cool, and then CG yeah. to enhance it. It was actually like, okay, story and character and like this like power fantasy is all working together to make this scene mean something. Yeah. And it, you know, there's something I want to talk about later in the fight scenes and the combat of it, but I want to kind of pull it back here. Okay. So what, okay. So maybe let me ask you, what was your favorite parts in the movie? Like 
though maybe in mac at macro level like what are your favorite parts okay so i liked i mean all the family stuff i think is Mm -hmm. great and i think that like the characters are really well fleshed out they all have kind of their unique quirks and they they bounce off each other really well Mm -hmm. i really think the humor that's family based worked really well for me yeah i like uh uncle rufus no he can't be rufus no uh, rudy 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 uh I really felt the dad, like you said, when, you know, the dad has his heart attack. I really oh, felt yeah. it. And I thought their oh, performances. Uh, yeah, yeah. The dad was Alberto Reyes or Damien yeah. Alcazar. Uh, and he, I mean, the dude had dead dad written all over from <laughs> yeah. his introduction. You're yeah. like, yeah, this dude's fucking dead. All the yeah. family has like a unique quirk where you're like, ah, that's the like the silly weird one. That's the conspiracy theory one. That's the cynical like. Oh, and that's like yeah. the, the grandma who has a secret. And the dad's just like, I'm a good dad. And that's his quirk. <laughs> and you're like, he, ah. he was the, he was like, literally like, you can look at it. Like when you watch the original Spider-Man or like, you just, you look yeah. at Uncle Ben, like you're dead. Like you're sorry, yeah, man. You're, you're so going to die. You're so <laughs> so dead. Dead. But uh, here's the thing I wasn't is surprised. That, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, just like, yeah. Alberto, his father. And like, honestly, he's so wholesome. You're like, yeah, it's fine. Well, like we yeah. have no money, but we'll give these people twenty five percent tip. Don't worry about it. Like let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just yeah, like literally too. yeah yeah he's like literally moral compass. Like I just that's why I, I just watched it and I was just like yeah. And then I just hear people like yeah twenty got it got to tip people because they're struggling too. Like I was like it, it was such a weird cool experience just like doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I I will hit back at this thematic just like having this little community of um, yeah the people watching it with me. And it was great. It was like that's the reason yeah. reason why we like movie theaters no. but yeah and, like the dad was great yeah i like him and then i think the okay so we can speak specifically of his death the distress yeah. in the performances reacting oh, to his death were yeah. so good it was yeah. so real and like yeah the way the the sisters screams out like mommy like it just felt so visceral and powerful yeah. uh mm-hmm. i think later in the movie when they're grieving and they kind of just like huddle around each other it felt like a little bit more fake and movie-y but like mm-hmm. in those guttural reactions incredible uh yeah. and then in the same way in a in a more light-hearted way when miguel not miguel fucking amy yeah <laughs> it's gonna be hard to get rid of my Cobra Kai, yeah um first gets like you know is transforming into the blue beetle that scene was intense like that when was it's like, the it's taking best over scene yeah yeah it, it, that it one pins into the so ceiling good. And he's like slowly transforming and it looks painful and horrifying. And the way his family is screaming was Mm. so funny. And yet it like it served its purpose to make you like, damn, this is fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like literally it's like, you know, they had they they I think they like comedically timed it really well between like this is fucked but also, this is really funny because, like, you have like Uncle Rudy who's like, "Oh, did it go up your ass?" Like, he keeps like yeah. saying that. <laughs> he just, I couldn't stop laughing, going, "Oh yeah!" Like, is like, is that how he gets it? I'm like, that's the yeah. kind of like only biggest hole to get in. Um, but yeah, you just see like everyone just kind of like freaking out and him just like disappearing. But what I really love is when he kind of mm-hmm. comes back, like he lands, and then mm-hmm. everyone's just kind of like. Everyone's just like waiting for him to come back. They're like a little bit concerned. The mom's on the phone with the cops. Yeah, like my son's go, missing. Yeah, missing, but he's only been gone for like half an hour and mm-hmm. it's been great. But like that, the whole concern, like George Lopez, like I didn't, I don't especially like him as an actor too much, but I thought sure. this movie 
he was like perfect like if all his comedic timing was great all his jokes landed really well yeah. and he plays off the kind of weird crazy uncle because he also he has like kind of a specific story kind of a mini story about how he feels like he's like all screwed up like I yeah, always, he's I'm a always big so, failure yeah big failure of the family but he has like all these like cool little moments in the movie like he helped build uh the trampoline the jammer system yeah that also uh kind of like fun thing is that you know you remember when he jammed that signal and the tv was playing that little like comic uh oh yeah, yeah. comic hero i had no idea who that was but like someone in the theater was like yeah but like he, he said something but like that person was fucking jacked for that guy i'm like whoa okay like yeah. that's that's a that's something i don't i will never experience but that's yeah, kind of cool i had to I look it up it. after after the character showed up in the post credit scene as well i was like yeah I was like, this is barely a post credit scene. But then Cassie was like, no, 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 that's someone. That's someone that matters to Latin people. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not uh, for that, me, and that's totally okay. Yeah, yeah. So that, that um, was really good. But he, like, I don't. No, everyone. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, the one person I kind of did have, like, I didn't really feel like I bought into her is the sister. Like, this her performance huh. when the dad dies was really good. But for some reason, I don't know. I never really felt like they were siblings. Like there was something off about how she kind of like acted and everything. That was just yeah. kind of like she felt like she was just playing a character. I didn't like the beginning. Maybe just the beginning just kind of threw me off of like how her demeanor was. I think it's it's interesting. And it's like it's pretty <laughs> clear to me that this, you know, I'm sure Blue Beetle is the same, but that this movie is you know very much inspired by spider-man <laughs> like, it's like okay yeah you know you have your your poor kid on the, like the wrong side of town trying to use their brains which they have to get ahead they have a family yeah. that's like really supporting them but like you know i mean they have a, a father figure that dies um yeah. <laughs> but then and you know tom holland spider-man you have zendaya who's his girlfriend yeah uh mj uh, and yeah. she's like the sarcastic, funny version. And I feel like they were trying to play the sister into that. There's no romance, yeah. obviously, because he's got Jenny, who I think is <laughs> yeah. the worst character in the whole thing, because she's not a character. <laughs> she's, she's just, just like, she's the MacGuffin. She just kind of helps like things yeah. kind of go along. When it felt like she she needed another, she needed a woman to come in and be like, please write this character to have dimension. Because it's just like, she's just so clearly serves a purpose and she's like mm -hmm. she's the hot billionaire daughter who you know happens to happens to like amy and it's like she's competent and she does her job fine yeah uh and she has her moments or whatever but i felt like she, when put next to this fantastic family dynamic i just felt yeah. like she was a little bit flat she um, was she was very flat i would have to kind of say that uh kaji da or the, the suit personality had more personality than her other than when she reveals that her mom died and like the revering the lore of the old beetle, like, oh, that was my yeah, dad. That was kind of cool. But like, but like, yeah, I think just like, yeah, she was just, she was literally just a vehicle. Like, oh, let's yeah. just, how, how do we, how do we get Hamy to be like more of the blue beetle? Oh, we'll get yeah. Jenny to like kind of help out. Yeah. And so I, I didn't feel the love story at all. I get like, mm -hmm. you know, I thought it was kind of funny when they almost kiss and he has the boner joke, I guess. Oh. Um, but I wasn't like, I wasn't rooting for that romance a lot. And at the end, you know, when she comes and it's not really clear if she's going to 
pay for everything. Like she buys the uncle a truck, which I think, yeah, duh, fucking. You're it's a, a Toyota commercial. It's a Toyota commercial. Yeah, yeah. It's a Toyota commercial, <laughs> but it's also like it's you know within the universe of the movie, it's like you're a billionaire and you're the reason why his truck up but busted up. Like, yeah, you should buy him a hundred thousand dollar truck. Yeah, but and the house too. But that, but they did they buy it? Did she buy it or like what? It wasn't clear to me. Like, I think she, she like, I think she bought it from from them. But here's actually the okay. one thing that kind of like kind of puzzled me. This is the one thing that kind of like pissed me off. I was like, oh, I think. To me, how I would have written that part was like they go, no, we have to move away from this house because she was take, taking all the cactus, all the cacti plants. It was just like, cute. Oh. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was really the cool. dad had the dad had planted it when they moved into the house when yeah, the kids yeah. were born, and mm-hmm. that had grown into this big, beautiful cactus plant. Yeah. Uh, cac- and but then when the house is burnt down because you know the evil organization is just burning shit for fun. Yeah. Um, the cactuses dies, but the grandma mm-hmm. comes and recovers a little bit and is like, we'll replant, we'll regrow. Yeah. We'll replant, I, I was we'll like, sure. yeah. yeah. So my, my brain was like, Oh, those are fucking big mansion. They all move in there together. Yeah. I thought the and, same thing. Yeah. And then also like, it makes sense. Cause Hamie's going to be the blue beetle and he kind of needs a home base. So I was like, why don't, yeah. why doesn't she be like, you're living with me? Cause she also wants that kind of family dynamic too. Yeah, it's like a fucking twenty bedroom mansion. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think you can all fit. I, yeah, I actually so, thought exactly the same thing. Yeah, because yeah, I was like I, waiting for it. I was like waiting for. It. I'm like, yeah, like, like, come on, like, what? Where is it? Because it just, I would have loved to see the scene where like he's like starts thriving. He's like, yeah, I'm the blue beetle. Like her, his uncle's yeah. gonna be like the his version of um, oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. What's the butler Yankee? name? No, oh, no, Alfred for Batman. Alfred, yeah. I thought he was going to be like the wacky Alfred version of him. And yeah, Nana's sure. going to like maintain all the weapons and like, you know, all those things. And it's just like, I'm like, they're like no, we just buy your house. I'm like, that house is like fucking shit now. Like, that's well, and it's not even clear time. if she buys the house. I It sounded like she bought that side of the island to like, you know, keep it real. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> wait, so you're just their landlord now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, so I'd be like, yeah. So I think the ending honestly kind of fell a little flat. So yeah, yeah. So it would have been way family. cooler. Yeah, if he was at the house and you know he's like got a mission to do and his yeah, like you said, the uncle's there, the grandma's there, and they all have their purpose. Like that would have been yeah. so much better. It would just it, it honestly just like it felt like they just they had it there. They're like no, we're just gonna end it at the house because I almost wonder if I wonder if it was maybe at some point on the docket is to have them move into the house, but they're like. Well, you know, the po- one of the, the mid credit scene is, oh, her dad is still actually alive. Uh, yeah. And then it would just be complicated if he comes back and they're in his mm-hmm. house. But like, who fucking cares? He's a yeah. fucking, they have a billion rooms like you can fit yeah. them all. And it's way more fun if they get to go and live in a mansion. Then it's like, yeah, this burnt out husk. Yeah, I own the land around it. So like, I won't charge you rent. It's cool. Don't worry about it's, it. Like, that, who fucking you're, cares? You're the blue beetle now. It's fine. So yeah. like yeah, also, so the family. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just like the the romantic scene at the end when they finally kiss and then he puts on his suit and they fly away. It was not good. It was bad. Yeah, I was like, that's that's a that's a big old yak. So the family dynamic was really good. Those two other parts I will kind of like highlight what I liked. I liked the whole yeah. they kind of expanded the like oh like full disclosure, listener or viewer. I have almost zero to no information like i usually kind of know most superheroes before i watch these 
Blue Beetle's like one guy I just like did not even know he existed until someone goes, oh yeah, the movie's coming out. And I'm like, oh, it's Blue Beetle? Interesting. Yeah. Um, this is like their version of Ant-Man, but kind of cooler. Um, yeah. But I had no idea. So like, they're like the cool thing I liked about it, how like those lore of the Blue Beetle that they kind of incorporated that like, oh, here's like the original Blue Beetle. Like, that was cool. I, I thought that was kind of neat because yeah. it felt like he was like, he wasn't like the original Blue Beetle. He's like continuing the Blue Beetle, which I really like. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Fact. I actually think that it's time for more superhero movies to do that. Like, I mean, this is obviously inspired by Spider-Man, but like all the Miles Morales content we've been getting, getting is great. Yeah. We have, we, we know the Peter Parker story and yeah, like I'll watch the next Tom Holland, Spider-Man movie. I'm sure. But yeah. like, it's way more exciting to get Miles Morales content. And so like, you can stay mm-hmm. within a big brand, a big, you know, superhero that's recognizable, but then you get different character stories. And so I think mm-hmm. it's cool to get like second and third generation superheroes. And I'm ready for a non Bruce Wayne Batman. I'm ready for, you know, other super characters that mm-hmm. we recognize, but are different. And so they can kind of tell the story and they're, they're kind of a little less precious to most people. And so you, yeah. you're allowed a little more freedom when you're, you know, telling about the third flash instead of Barry Allen. Um, yeah i mean yeah the flash that had that movie was so good but also had so many problems but we won't we, we you know if you want to if you want to listen you can listen to a previous episode i think we talked about i think it. i title it uh is it that bad so yeah there's that um but i think the next part that i really love i think this was mm-hmm. probably my favorite scene of the movie is when uh his this uh antagonist his antagonist like at least the bully antagonist at least maybe both parts like the henchman uh, the, yeah the henchman uh what's his name uh give me one sec i think it is uh oh uh carapax uh romax yes. sorry i'm butchering this guy's name i i'm taking spanish lessons uh romax uh anyway sorry uh i'm just gonna call you rural uh i loved it when they gave the the villain backstory because yeah. Hamey wanted to kill, um, you know, Carapax because Carapax was responsible for his dad getting a heart attack and passing away because he couldn't help him. Mm-hmm. And I love how Kajidia was just like, oh, no, we can't kill him because, like, let me show you why. And he just gave him all that backstory and all his memories and him. Yeah. Carapax also remembering what's happening and having yeah, that kind of realization from his memory. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that whole interaction, that last fight scene. And especially okay. with Susan Sarandon going, Hey, let's go, go, go kick his ass. It's like, no, Oh, I'm going to no. like, you can start seeing her and her weakness is like trying to negotiate with him, but it's just not working. And then yeah. Carapax goes, I think it's time for us to both go and dragging yeah. her into the fire and like, killing them both i was like that was sick that was like that was so satisfying for a villain to get her comeuppance and a villain to get his redemption at the same time yeah i i'm a sucker for a good little henchman redemption um and i think what's cool too is i they set it up where you think that the person he has this locket you know when he's about to go through a painful procedure that he looks at and he's like ah Mm. And, but I thought, and I think most of the audience would assume that it was his wife and kid that had been killed. Yeah. But I like that little reveal at the end that it's like, actually, no, 
it was him that's the kid and that's his mom. Yeah. And he's been under the knife from this corporation and like undergoing these horrifying procedures for so long. And that's why he is the way he is, why his memory yeah. is wiped. And it makes it like, you makes you feel especially sad for him. Yeah. Um, I felt like the order of events I wish was like switched a little bit. And I'm not 100% sure how that one in particular would be different. Yeah. But I wish that like earlier in the movie, we got a little bit more about him. Yeah. Because um, I he that first fight they have, I thought was like, I thought it was a shitty fight. And it was one of those like, really annoying like, hey, why the fuck are you trying to negotiate with this guy? He's clearly trying to kill you. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? And so I found it, that fight frustrating, but no. Yeah, they, yeah, the first fight was like really frustrating like that. And I think it's just like they couldn't really balance out like Himmy's, oh, the Blue Beetle's like hesitation and not knowing how the suit works with mm -hmm. also how do I stop this yeah. guy from killing me, Jenny, or Rudy, Uncle Rudy at the same time. So like it felt the fight scenes wasn't very well paced. It wasn't paced well at all. Yeah. It was just kind of like, them kind of like going, stopping, going, stopping, joke, going, stopping, going, stopping, joke, defeating bad guy, but didn't really defeat him. And the bad guy gets his comeuppance at the end and then they kind of like yeah. run away. So it's, it, yeah, like I'm a big fan of action movie and that one, they just kind of stumble. And then that's the only, that was the first time in the movie I actually felt a little bit frustrated. I'm like, come yeah. on, like this is, this is taking too long. Like whoever directed yeah. this or the, maybe the editor, maybe the editor screwed up on that fight scene. And it just felt yeah. a little too slow pace. Well, so that's it's an interesting transition into what I think is a core issue this movie has. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm so curious about the behind the scenes and maybe we'll find out. We usually never do because these superhero conglomerate corporations behind them are so tight lipped. But it feels to me because this movie is kind of long. It's like two hours and seven minutes, which is pretty mm -hmm. long for this type of thing. Uh, it feels to me like it was cut down from a longer cut. Um, and so a lot yes. of the pacing is fucked up um, mm. where there's like, you know, like these fights are kind of weird. And like you said, it's kind of stop and go. And it almost feels like there was more to kind of an build anticipation and tension. That's just yeah. kind of like cut. And the scene that I felt it the most was mm. when um, Hamey enters the spirit realm and he's talking to his dad. And his dad's like, this is my purpose. Like I was here yeah. to help guide you in this moment. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this is good. And I was like. I wanted to cry because I got emotional uh, when the dad actually did die. And so like yeah. when, you know, a, a, a parental figure gets to come back and say their goodbyes and be like, I love you so much. That gets me in movies. Like I'll yeah. cry you, pretty you, much you, without fail. You, you definitely are getting hit with the Mufasa moment. You know, like you have, yeah. You know, Simba, but I, Mufasa. Found, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, and the idea of it's good, but what I found was that, Editing in that scene is really kind of off-putting and it almost feels yeah. like there's no time for people to react to what mm -hmm. they're saying to each other. And it felt like that scene had been cut down because an executive was like, oh man, like the scene just drags on. It just drags on. But it's like, there's no time to feel and like watch uh, yeah. Hamey just like break down and be like, I need you. I need you. It's just like mm -hmm. line, 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 shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot. Yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of just like like relentless and that's a moment that would really benefit from being pulled out and like having the emotion yeah. you know squeezed out of it yeah no i think i just maybe make the comparison more they needed to give it at least probably like 30 seconds like it's not that much time when you, in the no. grand scheme of it 
but it's kind of like the same kind of way of like, you know, I always make the comparison bad or just you need breath in movies like the Super Mario Brother movie like that needed a lot of breath for sure. Yeah, breath. But like, yeah, I think the best part of that whole movie was when uh, in the Super Mario Brother movie is like when he realizes he gets beaten up and he gets hit in the pizza shop and him seeing his commercial again, like that breath gave me such yeah. an emotion that movie like this blue beetle yeah definitely needed him going like oh realization of who he is and and what his dad originally said to him like he needs to find his purpose and it could have been really well done like him breaking down him feeling remorseful because his pa- dad's passing and then looking at the blue beetle floating in the space going that's my purpose i'm gonna go yep. do whatever it takes because I did really like after when he like runs like he starts running to jump for the blue beetle. Yeah, I really felt I love that scene because I don't know maybe it was just like because who I was with, you can hear people going yeah let's go like go Yami like you get your destiny I was like oh it's so cool <laughs> I love this <laughs> no I get I I get that because I yeah. I agree the actual run and the jump it was like a it was a great minor stunt because it felt real like it felt like he yeah. had been like you know, emotionally charged to jump far. What yeah. I didn't love was this visual of, you know, just the floating beetle suit. And like, that's yeah. what he's got to go towards. Like, it felt like there was like one level of imagination that could have elevated that. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, he's, he's like the, the house is like turning into a beetle. I don't know. I can't come up with it on the fly, but it felt like yeah. kind of basic. Yeah. Um, it, I think it could have been t- like, like yeah, his like the dad. reaching out and touching. I was like, yeah, it it kind of looked cool. It like it looks. I think they they must have had a lot of discussions at it, and you know, thankfully enough with them, the it's ever since everything CG and he didn't have any lines and saying anything. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get the blue beetle body. No, like <laughs> you could have like you could have like done anything you wanted, yeah. and then it would have made sense. And yeah, like this it's just like that moment was like really good. But here's actually like. I'm gonna. I, I want to move on from that one. Here's sure. one thing that kind of like, kind of th- also pulled me out of the movie. This one actually probably pulled me out of the movie the most. Yeah. Was Hamy as a blue beetle? Like he's he's fresh, he's young, he's a kid, and he wants to be idealistic. He goes no killing. You know that that was a whole thing. Yeah. His family does not share that same belief, and Dude. yeah, it's like when the beetle impales the guy. I was like. He, Oh, that guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, even Uncle Rudy. So, for context, if you haven't seen it and you don't care about spoilers, uh, they get the Blue Beetle ship and they assault that secret island. And yeah, Uncle Rudy literally says, like, oops, I stepped on that guy. And I'm like, that's a, like, this is a tank. You step on a guy, that guy dead. And I think if you actually look closely enough in the movie, you actually see, like, the body's impaled on one of the legs. Yeah, no, it steps on it and it like lifts him up. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy's dead. And then also Nana, because, you know, Nana's like, she has a fun kind of like history of like, she's a uh, revolutionary. She's probably from Cuba. I'm going to guess because that's the most recent revolution. Well, I mean, but I think she's not specific. I think it's one of those like Ubisoft things where it's like, yeah, a political it's like a non-political political thing where it's like yeah. 
you were trying to be like kind of vague and non-specific so that like you kind of get the idea of you know yeah. Cuban revolution, but like we don't want the like actual implications yeah. of the Cuban revolution. Yeah, they're definitely doing the Assassin's Creed of very liberal retelling history. Uh, sure. But anyways, there's a part where like like Nana has like basically have a Gatling gun or a machine gun, and she's like blasting guys, and then you it's literally. Cute. I here's one scene that I also now I'm thinking that kind of made me mad is that when Jaime sees Nana blasting guys, it just kind of like happens, and it was just like, oh okay yeah that's kind of cool, and then he tried yeah. to make it too big of a deal, and it just to me mm. it just didn't pull it off that well. It yeah. just because it's like Nana's like yeah, I no I got this. one of those shoots all those guys and Nana's like okay let's go and it's like oh that's it yeah <laughs> I thought I thought that I mean I was really annoyed because they they've been showing a lot of trailers for this movie uh, I don't think they have confidence in it doing well on its own so they've been marketing yeah. the fuck out of it and the trailers are the kind of trailers that show you the whole movie and I remember in one of the trailers there's a shot of her like locking and loading with the Gatling gun and then the next shot is her shooting and I was like, that would have been great for me to see in the movie for the first time. And it sucks that I see it in a trailer. Yeah. Uh, and so I didn't, I, I found it was like cute, but it didn't have much impact for me. Yeah. Like trailers are the one, those like indicators of like, oh, is this going to be a good movie or a bad movie? Is it actually yeah. even hitting back like Barbie? I actually got very worried because uh, they released that song, like I think like three or four days before the movie premiered that okay. uh, I'm, uh, Am I Kenneth? Oh, the Ken Enough song. Yeah. And like they actually like released it. And I was like, what are you doing? Like this, like, uh oh. I I was like panicking, going, uh oh, like this movie's gonna suck. Like they why did they release that song now? They should have released mm-hmm. the song a week later or yeah. four days later. But you know, thankfully enough, it it's a it's a Fucking fantastic best movie ever. Classic, no, classic. Yeah. It's 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 probably gonna win Best Picture. That's my prediction. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll probably they'll probably win a lot of awards. Let's just say that. Um, I, I could like, see it winning a couple. It's hard because it's it's still like a a big budget toy movie, and so mm. it might work against it. Like some of the boomer people might not be into it. But you're right. I could. You're, there is a world in which Barbie wins at the Oscars. They they will win probably it. if they don't win Best Picture or at least get nominated, they'll win probably in all aspects of the technical stuff like um sound, um set designs, costume, makeup, like all that stuff. Like that's yeah. why I'll see them winning. But yeah, anyways, back to the Blue Beetle. Back to um, the Blue Beetle. I don't think those like, you know, maybe like just finish this off because those I don't think those that much, I think to, I have much say. Else to say. No. The one thing is that I will comment is that, you know, it is a worrisome kind of feature with Warner Brothers or yeah, Warner Brothers is that every single, I didn't actually realize this. Every single big DC movie that has come out has progressively not made money. Like it's yeah. the flash cost $300 million to make. I think they only came back with 210 million. Uh, well, yeah, even and that's not, like it's like that. That number doesn't include marketing, so that's just yeah. like literally the production budget. Yeah, and I think even like the Justice, um, the not Justice League, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide oh, Squad, didn't make money, yeah, didn't make money too. And Banger movie, go see it. Yeah, if you haven't. that well, it's a it's a freaking mm, ah, perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go watch Peacemaker. Uh, that's a great yeah. That's a great epilogue TV show. Um, but you know, like this movie. 
did really well, but also it's not doing very well. So, you know, this is worrisome because it's like this movie, I think, was supposed to kick off James Gunn's new vision for DC. But if it goes like this and people still are coming back to watching movies and movie theaters, so there's no qualms about that. I, I, I don't know how long DCU is going to last. So this one was already happening as far as I understand was already kind of moving before he came in and he didn't like stop it or slow it down or anything, but Mm -hmm. he kind of like just let it happen. But I don't think he was like directly involved with its entire, you know, process and creation. Um, This movie is not doing super well. It's currently sitting at about 50 million worldwide which, you know, for a big blockbuster superhero movie after a full week of being in theaters, it's not great. Um, yeah. Especially and so since, it's, like, it's it targets, like, a, a, a large group of people. Like, it, it it's, pan, it's pandering for the Mexican people, and that's sure. a lot of people, but it's too. Just, yeah, it's, like, it's already, like, Barbie's already back on top. Like, over the weekend, Blue Beetle was doing better, but now, yeah. this week, Barbie is making more in dailies than Blue Beetle is. And yeah. so... This movie is not going to do super well. It's unfortunate. I think it's pretty good. I don't recommend you go to a theater unless like you're really excited by the idea of a Mexican superhero. Yeah. Movie's fine. Family's great. Um, mm. But I would just wait till it's on a streaming service, to be honest. Yeah. Or if you if you want, go get the AMC A-list tier stub and you don't have to worry about it. I mean, um, fair <laughs> enough. I watch on uh, IMAX, so- baby. Uh <laughs> So why don't we move on from Blue Beetle? Jono, you wanted to talk a little bit about Twitter things. Yeah. So Twitter or X, X, formerly known as Twitter. I, um, late at one night, I found out they lowered the requirements to be on the ad revenue sharing program. And this is like kind of like first time me actually kind of like using my clout or exploiting my clout for money. And two weeks later, I got paid. I got paid. $311 $311 and I think 84 cents of revenue sharing money. Real and money. I was real money. Like th- I was like literally like, nah, this is, this is, this is wrong. But I go yeah. log into all my payment processing systems that they set up for me. And it was legit. Two days later, it was in my bank account. It literally says yeah. X ad revenue sharing. Here's cool. the money in your bank account. And I was like, my first reaction was like, Oh, this is sick. I love X. This is great. I'm going to create more content, but like, you know, I've like plans and I'll talk about one of my plans I want to kind of do, but you know, doing all these things. But now here's the thing is that once you lower that bar and even for me, I'm like, not, I'm not a big influencer. I only have like 20,000 followers. Like mm-hmm. that's small potatoes. But now with all the situations, what I'm seeing is that the quality of content Twitter has just fucking rocketed down and it's literally becoming text-based TikTok yeah. or people trying to game the system to get people to look at the replies because that's where the money is, is yeah. the reply advertisement, insert placements that they have there. So they make people to go into yeah. those comments. And, you know, literally today, I just kind of did an experiment. I went on t- to x.com or twitter.com hmm. And you can probably go to the for you page, scroll down, maybe like 30, 30 main posts. You can see there's a pattern of people now trying to going, Hey, like it was like, it's that freaking meme. Stop 
show me the last picture oh, on your yes. phone. Then you go and or, yeah. or hey, stop. Like send me the last cute photo of like to do this. So yeah, in, pe- yeah. it's just pandering for comments <laughs> and everything. And I used to go to Twitter or well, I'm just gonna call it Twitter, fuck it. Um to learn the news and find out what's going on, what's the latest like thing happening. And now it's just like literally it feels like I'm now on TikTok. And it's just it's yeah. just so unfortunate. Yeah. Generally when money enters the game of content creation, the quality goes down. <laughs> or when <laughs> uh the ability for anyone to make money, you know, by getting engagement, it, the, the 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 focus shifts. Uh, and so I'm not super surprised. I've already kind of mostly disengaged from X. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right um, now, to, to be honest, like we, we kind of do it and, you know, I will continue just to do it. Cause it's like, if I can continue to make 300 bucks a month, that's sure. pretty good. Yeah. It doesn't um, take that much time to do it either. It's, no, literally like, it's just kind of like me. I'll selflessly like, I mean, well, to, I'll say this one kind of um tactively is that you know like the other day we had lunch in the roof and i was like oh i'm gonna take a photo because it's really nice like i like moments like yeah eating food and like i like how mkbc we have like family style lunches like oh one person goes oh i'm gonna get lunch we all kind of stop and like eat lunch together and it's such oh, a really nice. nice thing i like that yeah. yeah 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 it's really nice and then we all like chat and talk and this time we went up on the roof of the building to go have our lunch and it was like a really nice shot but also, like for me, content brand. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this on X, and yep. I'm gonna, it's gonna get a lot of engagement. And you know, it has. Like, I already have 500 like likes. Those like Sick. 30 comments. Cool. But here's like, yep. here's the thing: is that I think about that, and I want, I will do that because it's quality content. Because it's like fun, kind of like behind the scenes of my life. Sure. Yeah. Please engage. Uh, but I'm not. I, I'm. I really don't want to be like, stop. Go show me like show me the last hot girl in your photo in there like like that but think about game it. the 17 yeah. cents you could make for that post think about it yeah it's just oh god it's just it's just so sad but like yeah it you know i i i saw someone made a really good quote and i'll add on to this is that you know might as well make the money because someone else is going to make it like someone worse could probably make it so I might as well just try to be my best and just like get it. <laughs> I understand, uh, and I can't strongly refute it. I hate that that's the reality in which we live, where it's like, well, why would I, you know, help make the world a better place? Because uh, other people are gonna make it worse. I, I mean, worse okay, place. okay. Well, I mean, I think I think that's like a bit of extreme to kind of go in, and it's like, you know, it's a social platform. I'm not gonna be like, hey, go Trump or anything like that, because that's just bad. Uh, but to, but I mean, you, like, you said it yourself that no, no, the quality no, no, no. Of content has the gotten quality worse content. Yeah. Because I'm everyone's not gonna, like, well, why would I make yeah. good content? Because that's what we're not going to get. I will, sh- I will shift my good focus to go like, I'm going to help the needy. I'm going to volunteer. And when I can vote, I will go participate in local government. I actually do swear that I will do that. Okay. But yeah, that's why I kind of go on my Twitter. It's already a cesspool. Yeah, it it's not going to get any better. Like, Regardless of like how many like everyone tries like rebel and revolt against Twitter, mm-hmm. Elon's just gonna be Elon and he's just gonna fucking just do whatever he wants. Because the thing is, he, he, he like because he owns that platform. That's why I'm kind of like saying it's like you know I could champion and try to be like hey make better stuff, 
But that's a platform that he has 100% authority on, even though he does get wrist slap all the time. I'm going to go focus my world-changing efforts in the real world. That, that's sure. all I'm really saying. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, I think that's going to be it for the episode. I just want to recommend to everyone that you go and watch what we do in the shadows. New season has started. It's mm-hmm. the best. Uh, and uh, Only Murders in the Building, which is another fantastic little whodunit with uh, some characters I love. I think I talked about it briefly last week. I'm going to want to talk about more about those uh, later when they're closer to being done. Uh, so I highly recommend you get caught up because uh, fuck yeah, they're great. I think it also um, will probably want, I think maybe, maybe, maybe when it's like four or five episodes in, you and I, we should talk about um, the new Disney show that Riley has freaking gone on the rampage. Yeah, Ashoka. I know you don't. I don't watch fucking so stupid Star Wars shit. <laughs> Star Wars sucks. Maybe with Riley on here. Maybe like Riley. Sure, I'll, I'll invite him over. He can take my spot. Uh, I'm sure he <laughs> wants to rant about Star Wars. I don't get it, man. Riley's so smart. Why does he? Why does he engage with so much with Star Wars? Like, there's nothing there for him. There's nothing yeah. like Andor was awesome, but yeah. like all this other stuff, it's just like shitty fan service stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so burnt out on Star Wars. Uh, apparently, Star Trek: Strange New World season two is very good, and I need to uh, get caught up and watch that. Yeah, that's one place I do want to check out. Um, oh, I can't remember one of my one of my close friends are is like really pushing it. Other than you, you know, because yep. you're you're you know one of my I would consider one of my best friends. So Aww, that's cool. Thanks, John. Um, but yeah, no, I think I, for me, what I have I been watching that's kind of fun. Uh, I have you know if you are part of our patreon.com slash let's wing it. Uh, drum it. I I did say I've been watching a lot of more uh, a lot of anime. Um, oh, shoot. what's the Let current me, one? The current one I'm kind of watching is Ma- Marshall Mashal. Basically, all you really gotta know is that let's just say someone is forced to go to Hogwarts or a world like Hogwarts, and he has no magic ability at all. But okay. what he lacks in magic, he has. Basically enough, the perfect human body in peak physique condition and is super strong, super fast, and is able to kind of get by without having to use any magic at all. Okay, so that's interesting. It's a kind of an interesting tale of like, you know, those other ways to solve problems. You don't have to go with everyone else's solution. There's always yep. a way to accomplish your dreams. And also, it's kind of like your standard like anime fights and those combats as a secret society and they had to figure it out and which is fun, but it's just kind of cool. Cause like you see the, the, the main character, he's really earnest and he's just doing things for a good reason. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, good, good job, cool. Mash. Go watch it. All so right. yeah, just go watch that. That's been great. Um, but yeah, nice. there's not much else I've been really watching. I'm just been kind of busy getting ready for my third move. Literally <laughs> in a year. Yeah. Yeah. I was helping Ploof move yesterday and his, new place so it'll yeah. be uh it's it's the season of moving it's a lot yeah baby <laughs> i, don't, but I yeah. don't envy you moving sucks moving but, does uh, yeah suck. do you know what doesn't suck coming back next week for another episode of uh let's wing it you can oh. follow us at and at uh you know our personal twitters or x's john yeah. 1086 <laughs> go engage with that fucking x account dog go go click on everything go like everything go post uh you know on some photos under there i don't know uh, you can follow me as the chosen David. I don't mm-hmm. do use it though, so you know. 
or you can f- our let our person the the <laughs> business one let's yeah. let's wing it pod no or, let's wing it 22 at gmail.com what's well, the and, gmail yeah yeah actually before and patreon yeah be, yeah even the patreon patreon is where i'm most active with the guys but mm-hmm. i do want to bah, 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 uh I do. Sh- I should shout them out because they're all great. We have 19 patrons. Oh, 19 Biomets that I like to call them. So 19. Let me let me go shout each one of these out. All right, let's start. Jonathan Keevers, Coco the Cat, Woo! Jeremy Swerdro. I'm sorry, I'm butchering these hey, names. Keevers is Bjorn, the Bjorn, Fuck yeah, Keevers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bjorn Bueller, Ryan T, Elias. Uh, Menderes, John Gers, Emma Franklin, Sly Merlin, Ethan Lowe, David Curie, Briggs Wellman, Emil Coe, Daniel Quasar, John oh. Nilton, yeah. Cody Owen, oh. Matthew Noonan, Everybody. Mike 1814, yeah. and Guadalupe yeah. Moore, Navarro. And yeah. you know, hopefully enough, also, like, we're releasing these on Mondays now instead of Fridays. Yeah. Um, hopefully enough, that doesn't screw us, but, you know, podcasts... Podcast is kind of a different. We're small numbers YouTube. anyway. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter. Well, we get about five hundred listeners. So pretty, that's pretty, pretty fucking pretty crazy, good, man. That's good. pretty big. Pretty good. I'm pretty happy yeah. about that. But yeah. Uh, but, so until then, I love you guys, and I will speak to you uh, later. Bye. Yeah. Go buy. Go buy Beacon Mike too. Bye. Bye.